Thursday morning. Good to be with you. It's nearly quarter past ten. Do join us on Facebook Live if you possibly can, and you can see the beautiful fizzog of Steve Vines. Dink, there he is. Good morning. Good morning. I speak to you from undisclosed location. In your house. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Good to be back with you. I think secretly you're enjoying this, Steve. He's going... Rah, 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 rah. But you like it, you know, you're like the... Uh, the cyclone well, correspondent. I, 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 as I think I mentioned before, I'm nestled comfortably between two quarantine centres. What could possibly go wrong? I'll tell you what, Steve. Do join us on <laughs> Facebook Live if you can. Morning, Brew. You see I'm holding here and coffee, and I can pretty much guarantee that six feet away from where you are now is way better and coffee. Well... Modesty. Modesty prevents. <laughs> Modesty. I would like, um, if I might, Steve, just to kick off with yeah. a, a random email from Kev, who's been listening to us for way, way too many years. Um, I just wanted to, Kev says, as I'm out of Hong Kong for a while, can you tell me if the CNO has made any public appearance or showed her support for women on the International Women's Day that just passed? Now, Steve obviously has Carrie Lamb's diary, so he's going to know this. I, listen, she, she doesn't make a move without consulting, consulting me. You. <laughs> but, but. I, I, I honestly don't think she did. I think the thing is that um, among the many things that the Sino isn't is a feminist. Yeah. Um, she's shown no particular signs of interest in promoting uh, the role of women in any direction whatsoever. And, and it is actually quite interesting now that her appearances are becoming more and more North Korean-like in the sense she's that every time she goes, well, she goes somewhere. She, she's she's either sitting there looking attentive or sort of pointing in an authoritative manner. Now, of course, we don't really know what she's doing because they don't actually allow the media to attend these things. You only get handout photographs these days, oh, yeah. except for the one occasion where she does stand ups outside um, the b b before the executive council meetings in which she says very little indeed. But, you know, I mean, this week she was busy going to I think it was the civil aid aid services and she she went to inspect somebody else to learn more what's going on the simple fact of the matter is that she's so fantastically unpopular that she still can't walk out on the street because she's worried that people will say something nasty to her mm. she still doesn't actually want journalists involved in any interaction she has with somebody in the public even that, though they're carefully selected would you in that position to be to be perfectly honest would you in that situation well i would consider my situation <laughs> i was supposed to be the leader of a place and i couldn't actually be trust the people to ever meet me i think i would say is this ideal i think i would yeah you know you're talking no one's going to make me the leader anywhere so i don't have to I actually confront that problem these these pictures of kim jong-un looking at things i couldn't believe it the, but the last one that came out whatever the heck it was there he is looking at something and pointing at something and there's one of the generals in the background and the picture they've used the guy's got his eyes closed because they obviously caught him on a blink i can't help wondering what's happened to that guy for ruining the photo let me put it to you this way. Yeah. He will be in no more photos. Who let the dogs out. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do you want to do today? Oh, hang on. Do join us well, on Facebook I, I, Live. I, I, I'd like to say hi to Ray and to Bob, who've already joined us. You can ask him in real time all your bits and pieces there. Sorry, yours. Gosh. Well, I was just going to say, I think there, I think there is actually a global conspiracy underway to make the Sino look good. I mean, you know, there, there's sort of wild, irresponsible people like me coming on the radio and criticising the government for this or that. But when you look around the globe at the way others have been reacting to no this kidding. 
um, what, what is now apparently officially known as a pandemic, yeah. you, you think, well, maybe the Sino isn't out there on her own. I mean, you look at the Iranians who, who lie to their people every single day of the week about what's going on. We now find that uh, government ministers in Iran have been affected with this virus. You look at the total shambles in the United States where, where you have a president who keeps saying everything is fine. I don't understand why people are panicking. I'm going to organize rallies with lots of people because, hey, that's what I do. I mean, and they haven't got enough testing equipment so that even if lots of people become affected at these these splendid events, you'll never know until they start going to hospital. Mm. So, you know, there is a, a sense of almost incomprehension at how poorly people who are supposed to be leaders are tackling this this crisis it, 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 say, just, it wasn't lost on us steve that two two weeks ago he he really was i can't quote him but it was definitely we've got this it's a piece of cake and even yesterday we're hearing stuff like it's gonna go away i mean they must be pulling their hair out shut up well i mean you you have you obviously have in the united states it's a country with um enormously experienced people you obviously have people who actually do understand the science do understand what's going on and they must be sitting there going oh would that man please not <laughs> say anything today? I mean, really, you know, when he says everything's going to be fine, we got the greatest medical services in the world. Maybe I mean, so, oh, very whatever. expensive medical services as well. That's a problem. Well, if you want to be bankrupt, that would be the country to go to have a flu. Good morning flu. to Steve, one of our listeners on Facebook, and he said US has just halted travel to Europe for thirty days. Yeah, we saw that in the news, Steve. I think Steve V that it's excluding. Britain, uh, England, what do we call it now? The UK, whatever. Um, the UK. Exclu excluding that the island. So is this week? Is, is that still a, called the is UK? Is that a political thing? You know, hey, you I, know, you asked for it, kind of thing. Or you know, ain't that a point? I mean, these are supposed to be medical um, precautions that are being taken. It, it is clearly the case that politics rears its ugly head seems, seems. in all these considerations. I mean, the, the UK has, I think, something like uh, a thousand infections. I don't know whether I'm up to date with that. It's a very large number. Yeah. So, you know, it's not as many as Italy. It's not as many as France. But if you're banning travel, um, maybe you do want to look at an infected area. I mean, Hong Kong, remember. Has has only only it has about 150 infections recorded. So you know Hong Kong is banned in all sorts of places, mm. and it's now way down the list of of countries with with a, a virus problem. We, we always probably on the list. I have to say that. I'm well, not, yeah, I mean, there's lot. There are lots of fingers pointing at China for saying basically. Well, in in our parlance, you're fibbing. Um, but we don't know that other countries aren't as well. They're using technicalities here, there, and everywhere. Well, it's not really an infection because he didn't get blah blah blah. Well, so you look at you look at the the American system, where they have actually well, they haven't actually they have admitted that they're unable to test because they just don't have enough equipment to do that. And they reporting that the only sorry the only figures they're prepared to report are of those people who've been tested. I mean, this is bonkers 101. If if you have people who have contracted the virus but haven't been tested, goodness me, they've contracted the virus. Yeah, <laughs> a rose by any other name. There's another, exactly. there's another fellow writing to us here who says, President Trump said if he hadn't run for president, he could have been a scientist. And the guy says, true story. He said, I saw the clip. Was explaining how he understood the science behind the coronavirus as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, 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 I see where he's come from. He also, he, he also was the man, if you remember, <laughs> said that he was he had the best physical health of any president in history. If anybody's seen a picture of him, I, I think they may want to question that. I mean, he's delusional in 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 ways that are just so bizarre. Because if you have an ego quite as large as that, I don't think he even has any self-awareness of how absurd these statements sound to, you know, the great unwashed. I remember years ago, our old mate Harvey Stockwin telling me that if the prerequisite for being president was you had to have a clean bill of health. He said at the time there was only one boss in the world that would actually be the president. And I think it was the, the boss of Indonesia. This was a few years ago. But if there was that test, none of them would get the job. And I'm sure... You know. I have no idea. I mean, it, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Barack Obama always looked pretty lean and mean to he me. He actually I did. Yeah, it was before yeah. Obama. This was years ago, but good old Harvey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, but, but uh, let's just go back to all of this because... What's very interesting is the new narrative that's um, being rolled out. It's being rolled out in all the Quisling newspapers here in Hong Kong. Mm. And the new narrative is, look, see what's happening with this virus. It proves yeah. that authoritarian government works. Who else in the world could have mobilized in the way that China mobilized to combat the virus? It's a quite interesting question, except for if you look across at the Taiwan Strait. And you look at the yeah. other side of the Taiwan Strait, where you've got, oh, yes, Taiwan, which has practically no people infected by the virus, started tackling the problem in December, when China was still in denial, has instituted a very rigid regime, oh, and by the way, has a democracy. So if you want to draw conclusions about the wonders of authoritarian government in crisis situations like this, I think you better just keep looking at both sides of the Taiwan Strait and see whether that particular assertion um, stands up. You know, on the one hand, there's all this extraordinary publicity, you know, China can build a quarantine hospital in 17 nanoseconds. They can fall down in 17 nanoseconds too. Well, ain't that a fact? I mean, you've got these people who are put in a hotel. I think now the death toll is something like 20 with 41 injured. This is also part of a system where to get building approvals, maybe money changes hands, maybe standards are not of the highest, etc., etc. So you have a system that promotes enormous danger mm. and a system that can indeed mobilize resources. I don't think anybody should be under any illusions. These enormous mobilizations that you can do in a dictatorship are indeed a fact. But so what? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, Alvin, good morning. He's becoming a regular guy on our Facebook page. Yeah. So it's lovely to uh, lovely to have you joining in. He brings up, I think, quite a good point here. We're talking about the, the decisiveness of the authoritarian regimes and stuff versus whatever else. But what about this, Steve? Alvin says, I miss tough SOBs like cigar-smoking Churchill. So there was a tough SOB in charge of a democracy. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know... It's not as though democracies have never produced good leaders. I mean, this is this is a bizarre assertion. Um, he he was the man of a moment. Yeah. As it so happens, he wasn't the man to, to run Britain in peacetime. He was very bad at that. But in times of extreme crisis, and a world war is about as extreme as you get, crisis wide, yeah. um, maybe you do need, in fact, probably you do need somebody, Churchillian, I mean, somebody whose name has become a, an adjective, 
<laughs> or, or, but, you know, I mean, the war, the, the, these extreme circumstances sort out the, the, the wheat from the chaff. I believe that's a... Yeah. Uh, the word from the rabbits. Usable, uh, gender, um, uh, non-gender cliche. But it is true. I mean, in, in the United States, you had Roosevelt, who was similarly a very impressive wartime leader. Yeah. And in times of most extreme pressure, you, you, you soon find out who's got it and who hasn't, because there's no hiding. That makes a lot of sense, Steve. I, I just say that. Everybody's waking up now, which is really, really good. Howard. Are they? Our mate Howard. He's, he comes up with an interesting point. He's taken us back to the America banning stuff uh, for 30 days. Um, he says the UK has more than 450 confirmed cases, while Poland has eight as of two days ago. Yet the American travel ban applies, says Howard, to Poland, but not the UK. He says, how is that not political? He does have a point. Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's got an excellent Is it worth point. debating this? I mean, you know... I mean, as I say, I think this is to do... I really do think this is to do with politics. You, 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 you might be able to argue if you were, you know, dancing on a pinhead of contortion that in proportionate terms, Poland has probably the same number of people infected as Britain in proportionate terms. But, hey, the numbers can't be sort of ignored and played around with at a time like this. Why not just face it? Travel at the moment is highly dangerous, full stop. If you don't need to travel, why the hell would you be doing it at the moment? Yet people are doing it. I'm, I'm some have to, some have no choice. Let's not forget that. No, I said, if you don't need to. Yeah. I mean, people, I, I, I have a neighbour who, who has a very um, sick mother overseas and she's yeah. gone to visit her. I mean, that, to me, comes in the category of essential travel. Absolutely. But to sit on, on a beach in a place where... I don't know. There may be maybe some danger. There may be some danger at the airport. That bit, I don't. I really don't get even yeah. vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Well, join us on Facebook Live because we're getting some good comments up there this morning, and we can do it straight away. Rick, Rick says Ronnie Reagan was fit as a butcher's dog. Now let's talk about him for a second. I mean, we're talking what ifs and hypotheticals. <laughs> I'm, not, and stuff. I'm not sure he was. I think Ronnie Reagan was, <laughs> not in, a, was a great not, actor. Not inside. He was a great <laughs> actor. Uh, 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 and in fact, apparently, his 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 his. Um, Physical health, and well, we don't know about his mental health, but his physical health was not of the finest. Yeah. But he, he looked as though he was good. Well, good he actor. looked okay. And, you know, the other thing about Reagan, which I've always liked, I'm not a great fan, he did know when to shut up. Hmm. He took long sleeps during the day. Now, there are some people who in the middle of the night tweet. I, I can't think who they are. <laughs> but but the, the great thing about Reagan was because he understood his limitations, yeah. he made very selective comments and didn't do it all the time. Boy, can you imagine that as being a role model for a US president? Well, just before, we got about a minute before the news, so we're talking about these what-ifs and could-haves and stuff, and it's always fun to chat like that, but one final one, is, is playing this constant statistics game, show-and-tell, um, helpful or hindrance? I think it's helpful, actually. You do? In, in, in the sense that the, the numbers are assuming they're accurate, and that's a big assumption. Well, there you go. But the numbers tell the story rather more effectively than people flapping around. Hmm. So I, I kind of like evidence-based uh, material. All right, Steve, sit tight for a few minutes, couple of minutes, in fact. We're going to go to the news in just a few seconds. I'm going to leave it all rolling. Seems to be working today. So join us on Facebook Live, Morning Brew. Slap up any comments and stuff you want. Also, of course, you can email us. It's morningbrew at rthk.hk. Steve, sit tight. Nobody can see you, so you can do what you like right now. 
Still in with Steve Vines. Do join us on Facebook Live. Morning Brew is our page. Thanks already for people who are uh, commenting and sharing their bits and pieces with us. Steve, all yours. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm getting a bit sort of itchy because I think I've been a bit kind of nice to the government and it, it doesn't sit well. So let, let's get back to business as usual. Yeah, which come is, on, please. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it's been painful all round. But, I mean, business as usual would be um, what's going on with this. All this talk, brave fighting talk about, you know, $10,000 uh, here for the peasants, hundreds of thousands of dollars for businesses hit by the virus, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, these are terribly, terribly pressing times. The need for this cash is urgent. So what happens in reality, not in, in theory, Let's look at the $10,000 that's been promised. Yep. We now have um, the financial secretary and, and other members of the Muppet administration trying to tell us, well, you know, banks, it's very difficult to uh, administer this. You know, it will take them four, your widgets, four months, maybe three months. And, oh, goodness me, it's to do with computers. Did you know they had computers in banks? I had no idea. Last time I went, they had an abacus all working. And you would think that they've never actually done this before. They have, four years ago. It's not as though they're starting from scratch, but they're still hammering on about how complicated it is. Well, it, it probably is know. a bit complicated, to be fair. It's a bit complicated, <laughs> but the fire is burning today. I know. I know. It's burning today. Those people have been laid off work, <laughs> on short-time working oh. and all the rest of it. Those people need that money today yeah and i think these pathetic excuses for why it can't be paid there's also money for trouble hit industries in, including my own which is the catering industry yeah. and <coughs> sorry to cough here but it, you, you can't catch it through it's, the a radio. it's a legit cough this isn't it <coughs> let me say that um industries like my own who who have a, a scheme but you know we tried to apply for that this week yeah. And do you know, it's Jobs Worth 101 Go on. back again. Tell the us. same people whose main object in life is to sit there and do nothing and fill in forms are administering this scheme. So when you go to them, the first thing they want to know is, how can we make life difficult for you? How can we make this as excruciating a process as possible? So, you know, I'm sure the money is there somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'm that's sure not a at question. Sometime it will be paid. But my God struggling through a bureaucracy which has in its dna never do anything unless you have to never move quickly when you actually need to respond to members of the public that that mentality is alive kicking and sitting behind a mask somewhere in a government office let me ask you have you actually tried have you actually sure. tried to you know we we, we have made my company what? has made an application under what, this how is it what's and, on it what kind of stuff and, you know, and yeah. i tell you i tell you User-friendly is not the word that I would imply apply to describe how that's going. It's just staggering. They don't get it. There is a fire burning. There is an emergency. The whole purpose of the exercise isn't to see how many sheets of paper you can get people to fill in. Yes, it is. It's to do the effing job. <laughs> Hand over the dock. So, okay, well, calm down. We need to change the subject. <laughs> 
I mean, you are you are lucky that you can express this frustration here and now on live stuff. I know, I know. Uh, I, mean, you know I mean, you know, go and see Joe Bloggs down the road. He'll tell you the same story, unfortunately. We've got I a couple of emails, seen. Steve. Do you mind if I go to this? Please do. Right, so let's say hello, first of all, to... Uh, David, who says England doesn't even allow nurses to wear face marks in the hospitals as it offends the patients. He says, Boris is ridiculous. I don't know whether that's true or not. Uh, and another one. Eh? That's amazing. Yeah, and Pete, uh, let's see what Pete has to say. He says, UK has 456 cases. Trump knows the science because his uncle was a scientist. Well, that does make sense, Pete. Thanks for writing. <laughs> Well, my grandfather was a furrier, but I don't think I could make a fur coat for anybody, to be honest with you. You could do a good I mean, hat, Steve. That's just bonkers. I don't, I don't even begin I, to understand where, Pete's doing where Trump, you go Trump, from Trumponomics there. there. Trumponomics there. Sorry, Steve. I, I want to get to these as they come in so people can say what they feel. Incidentally, I mean, just, just while we're talking about that, I, I also am not sure whether it is the fact that medical staff in Britain haven't got to wear masks. But you look at what's happening here in the hospital authority, where they've now admitted that they don't have enough um, N95 respirators for frontline medical staff. I'm not talking about people sitting in an office filling forms. There's a lot of those. Are these the big these deal are ones? Who, yes, right. who, who need it. I, I mean, there is some question as to whether you need to wear a country mask when you're a country mask, a, a, a surgical mask when you're sitting alone in a car driving and most likely to be infected by nobody but yourself. But I think if I was in a hospital, in a clinic, dealing with people who may have a high percentage of likelihood of having the virus, I would want as much protection as I could possibly get. Yeah. I, I think it's nothing short of a scandal that the hospital authority just cannot provide that protection. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by that. Uh, why? I mean, obvious question. Well, they, but... they, they, I mean, they say, and uh, there is a shortage. Well, we know that. There is a shortage. So their job is to find a solution, is not to sit there whinging and and, uh, and um, sort of wringing their hands and saying, how many masks are left over once we've distributed the good ones to the police? You know, come on, boys, priority, priority. Well, That's what matters here. Well, let's see what happens. All right, Steve, is there anything else apart from the four horsemen of the apocalypse you want to talk about this morning? <laughs> the four horsemen of the... Well, I, 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 it's, it's so difficult, isn't it, to... Um, to move, but I, can I just tell you a good story Go out of this? Go on. I mean, this is this is a marvelously heartwarming story. It happens to be true because it happened to me. So I was on the, I boldly went on the MTR <laughs> the other day, yeah. wearing a mask that the 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 what do you call it the the the, the bit of string that um, that's it the bit of string uh, bit of string that, that that keeps it on had snapped. So I thought, oh well, I better keep it on, even though. It was sort of flopping all over the place, a bit like I do. And some woman just came up to me on the platform and gave me a mask. That's and nice. I, I was so flabbergasted by that that I was going to thank her effusively, and she just disappeared. And I thought, do you know, one of the reasons why Hong Kong has managed to escape the kind of horrendous levels of infection that could well be present here because of our proximity to the mainland is because of people like that. People who are vigilant, people who are kind to others, people who are on the job, regardless of what those Muppets in, in, in Tamar are doing. I'm glad you bring this to... up. It was never in yeah. question, but we need reminding, don't we? 
we do need reminding. And, and if that lady, by some miracle, is listening <laughs> to this program, can I thank you properly? Because I, at the time, I was so so surprised. I don't think I did. No, that's really cool. But, but you know, I've heard other that there are other acts of human kindness. Obviously, you know, we always focus on the really terrible things that are happening. Obviously, the terrible things of people dying from this, being confined to hospital, all of that is is awful. I quite get it. But, you know, people do pull together. I think that's that's a very big thing that we shouldn't lose. Well, you've been a journalist for many, many years. I mean, when have you ever written a story that's been published that says, today everything is nice? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Just... I mean, but, but, you know, if I, if I had, um, you know, a bent dollar for everybody who says to me, why do you journalists always, always get, you know, always accentuate the negative? Uh, because you, the reader, my dear fellow and my dear lady, want to read the negative. Mm. The the headline that says, all well in in Little Pugmington today is not going to sell a newspaper. Yeah. 20 die in Little Pugmington. They'll go like hotcakes off the shelves. I'm sorry, that's the reality. You know, there was some idiot who actually took this to its logical conclusion yeah. and published a good news newspaper. <laughs> I don't think it lasted a year. I really, I, in fact, I know it didn't last a year. That's... Because guess what? <laughs> Who wants, who wants to read that in a newspaper? I mean, it's very nice when good things happen. They tend to happen on a personal level. So you don't need a newspaper for that. I'm afraid you're absolutely right. It's our voyeuristic, uh, I don't know, horrible uh, think, side think, or whatever. you it's that, that, that schadenfreude thing, isn't it? You Something know, like taking that. comfort from the discomfort of others. I got a message and, and from Paul here, Steve, and I'm not sure if yeah. he's done a typo on it, but he says London to New York finance guys kept Brits out of the US. It says our ban, maybe tour ban, he means. Oh, Question, quest, question mark. Yeah, um, that's what he's trying to say. I think, again, is that, you know, the, back to the politics. With a, oh, I know what I'll say. Yeah, because Jem just corrected us. Uh, not us, somebody else on the air. Oh. Right? It says US travel van does not cover Europe, as in per an RTHK report. It says only continental Europe, UK excluded from the band. Well, yeah, we, we said that earlier on. But continental Europe, it is quite significant, and people are picking it up. Well, I mean, it's... Um... I, 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 it's interesting, but I can't frankly see why Britain isn't included in that. I don't think the infection in Britain is that much better or that much worse than, well, it's better than Italy, obviously, but it's not that much worse than other countries in continental Europe. I just don't see the logic of this. Are, are, are we entering a slightly confusing crossover period now where we're getting messages, schools can go back whenever, and indeed China, all, let's all go back to work, and then the boss goes and visits Wuhan, and it's because we want people to go back to work i'm asking a question well i think it is natural i mean in 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 hong kong we've more or less had a shutdown yeah. since the new year so we're in the third month of that you've got kids at home going completely stir crazy you've got their parents going arguably stir crazier you've got companies that that have exhausted the possibilities of working at home and are not being able to produce what they need to produce. You've got other companies, particularly in, in the entertainment and food industry, which simply don't have any customers. Yeah. So, you know, if this thing is going on, as some people think it is, right into the summer, you do have to find a way yeah. of, of resuming some kind of life as usual. It You know, there isn't an easy solution to this. It's not as though you can just 
flick your fingers and say, okay, kids, you're all back to school next Monday. You cannot, can you? You cannot. Let's say hello to John John, who writes on our Facebook page. We're still there for a few more minutes. Morning Brew, come and join in. John John says, why do people like Mike Rouse refuse to wear a, refuse to wear a mask? He always comes on back chat. My question for you, John John, is why does people like Mike Rouse feel the need to blab about it all and sundry, basically? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Wear a I mean, Stetson for all we care. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of trying to think how little I'm worried about that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. But, you know, I mean... Let's face it, the whole business of wearing a mask is not just to protect yourself. It is how you interact with other people. Yes. I'm not a great fan of masks, but I don't think I would, well, in fact, I know I wouldn't, go on public transport without a mask on because it worries other people. And why should you be the cause of their discomfort? I don't wear a mask when I take the dogs out for a walk in the country park because I think it's downright bonkers. Instantly, I don't wear a mask when I go swimming. How weird is that? But, you know... When you're in places where, etc., etc., you do. Exactly. I mean, why don't people just apply common sense to this? I I, I don't get it. I really don't. Time for one more. All yours. Well, well, (laughs) I have to say, it's always entertaining to read the the government news service. And I I looked today at at an item from the police force who were objecting to a um, message that they'd received from legislator Claudia Moe about a rifle being pointed at a man's head at a demonstration. This was on the uh, 8th this month, just a a couple of days ago. And they said it was a visual illusion. I've got to say, Steve, uh, the jury, even for me, Mr Cynic, is out on this one. It does look like... It does look... You have a look at this very carefully. Well, I did look at the photograph. I thought the visual illusion was skin, butt of rifle. They seem to be in quite close contact I honestly don't know, but I, you know, I'm I'm not convinced. I'm not going to say it was definitely pointing at the bloke's head. Well, I don't know. I I, I do like the illusion. I often think the camera doesn't lie, but that that I know is not... No, I'm not coming down on any side of the fence here. Let's just say it kind of could be that it's a it's a it's an angle job. However, but can I also quote from the RTHK website? Please there do. is no finer no finer website on the planet. <laughs> okay. A headline which I particularly liked. It's there today if you want to look at it. Go on. MTR deploys team oh, of I robots to clean its trains, and I thought finally those muppets. Tamar have got a job. Steve Pines, it's been a pressure. Take care, we'll do it next week.